0: But if you want God to honor your relationship, you have to honor God in your relationship. Then you will know the
1: truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. It's real, people. It is real. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you guys are enjoying this. R.I.P.
1: to one of his eyes. So
0: if you watched last week's episode in a very sincere moment, very heartfelt moment, I was actually tearing. I was crying. Um, go watch it. Uh, it was a very good episode. But I wiped my eye with a finger that had 6.6 million Schofield hot sauce on it. I was just eating that with my lunch. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? That wasn't even a challenge. Sorry, that was a little bit of a humble brag. But I wiped my eye, and sadly, I've lost use of it. And so this whole episode, I'll be wearing sunglasses and going into it. But as Chris D'Elia says, the reason I'm wearing sunglasses is because my future's too bright.
1: Ooh, mm-hmm. shine mm-hmm. on them, boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now he may be saying it jokingly, but he really did. He rubbed six point whatever million it's Scoville it's unit hot sauce yeah. in his eye and what's funny right before we started that last episode he got some on his finger he was crumbling up his subway wrapper got some on his finger he's like bet, you bet I won't do this I said do it he did it that was the exact little finger yeah well, that he lost his eye with and I'm
0: glad you guys are finding this humorous <laughs> in my suffering and pain
1: oh dude it's awesome
0: Anyways, we are in an episode now, and today we have, man, we've heard some, I mean, even just today, just a few minutes ago before we started recording this episode, um, man, it means a lot when we hear feedback from alumni, and, and I get it, I mean, it we don't, a lot of times it's, you know, based on the, the nature of what we're discussing with addiction, recovery, and things like that, I get it, it's probably not going to be shared that often, even though what we we want to rise up an army, and but I mean, I get it, right, yeah. no one's... But when people message us privately or send us emails or texts and stuff like that, just saying that how much this podcast is meaning to them, it really pushes us to go forward even if I have to wear sunglasses uh, or burn my retina off. Yeah. Uh, so it means a lot. But today, a lot of our... We have we have vast 18 to, man, 80-year-olds that come through this addiction, you know, it... it has no... And we're just joking, by the way. My eye's fine. I have perfect vision in my <laughs> eye. It did not... not but it really about, did happen. It really did happen. Yeah. Uh, and it was burning, but we thought that would be humorous um, to start it off with. But we do. We have... <laughs> we're not liars. It was a bit. We're joking. Okay? Thank you. We have a, a wide range of men, uh, all ages that come through. But today we want to talk to some. And I think it's a it's a good demographic of guys that come yeah. through... Um. And maybe are dating uh, or uh, wanting to date or in a relationship and uh, have a girlfriend when they come in. And, you know, we we want to train our men <clears throat> in the word of God and to be righteous and know how to have a relationship to truly thrive. Right. And so today's episode, we're going to talk about biblical godly dating and what that looks like. And luckily, um, Ryan will never be married, so he's always going to date. And so it's a perfect...
1: Oh, gosh, man. <laughs> I thought we were going to get through one episode where you're just going to love on me, encourage so, hey, me. and
0: How close are we to graduation? Again, minus three weeks. Okay. This is, i I'll see this you is- with the
1: plug. I appreciate it. Uh, is- May 13th, but I'll still be in my final class for oh. like a couple weeks. So I guess okay. June, June 1st. So
0: huh? honestly, what's cool is that... Uh, well, I'll let you tell your story, but we're going to talk about godly dating. And then we're joking, but man, this is very serious because especially our culture. Yeah. Um, and what the culture says dating is and isn 't uh and what God says, and God obviously created uh, men and women uh to be attracted to each other to be complementary to each other uh, and so I want to talk about it man obviously i 'm married i 've been married for um a lot of years, fourteen years going on yeah uh and but i also I married the woman that I dated in high school, right, and mm-hmm. so but we broke up in college and I dated those weren 't good examples of dating. Um, but as, as we're going on and we're talking about this, let's, let's dive in and, yeah. and man, I hope we haven't lost you because we're probably going to say some things that aren't sweet to your ears, that aren't going to tickle your ears, that are going to step on your toes and that are very counterculture. So start us off, tell us what, and we haven't really discussed a ton of this, but we felt the need to, because there is a theme and we probably should have done one of these before about godly dating. So good call. Yeah. in.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to read some verses from Proverbs 31, you know, Proverbs 31 woman is a reference you hear a lot yeah. if you know the Lord um, right. and what to look for in a Lord and my desires and what I now look for in a woman have drastically changed from what I used to look uh, look for in a woman. And I'm going to read these verses, but first I'm going to just talk about personally, you know, um, man, I never really was ever not not never really. I was never in a godly relationship prior to coming through here and haven't been in one. Um, so I, I look forward to that, man. I really do. Um, I used to find my identity and self-worth and assurance and affirmation from relationships. Granted, I was never in a place to be a good steward of a relationship and of another life. If I can't steward my own life, I sure as heck can't steward another steward right. another the way God's called me to. And so when I came through here, man, the third time, like as much as I desired a woman in a relationship to walk with the Lord and just live, do life with man and have children and have these things, man, I felt a deep calling in my spirit to relentlessly pursue the things of God and develop a personal and intimate relationship with him prior to see or before seeking any of that. And that's something that's really still been impressed on my heart till till recently, man, and something that I was dedicated and devoted to to do i knew god wanted all my time energy and effort for a substantial amount of time now that may look different for everybody i'm just speaking for me personally um but man it feels good to say that i'm like actually in a place where i feel not only have i become the manner and becoming the man yeah. god's called me to be but even just the leader you know um the disciple um, just the brother the son the uncle that i am just like all these qualities in a godly man that i desire to have within me man i'm becoming that man and it feels good to to finally say that and it's not anything of me i know it's only of the lord but man i do i feel like i'm finally in a place to seek out a godly relationship and proverbs 31 lays it out like what qualities to look for in a woman and like i said the qualities i now desire and that are attractive to me man they've drastically changed you know a, a worldly attraction is vastly different than a spiritual godly attraction and I'll just say this before I get into my scriptures, you know, the most attractive thing in the world. And I know it goes for both men and women, but to me is a woman worshiping the Lord with their arms held high. Mm. Like there's just something to that man who like, it's like your spirit is just in agreement. Like, yes, yeah, 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 she dude. knows God it's the way I know God. Now. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. And so I'll see, I'll see that in church and stuff. And it's like, man, praise God, praise yeah. God. But uh, my first scripture is going to be Proverbs 31. I'm going to read. 10 through 12. It says an excellent wife who can, who can find she is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. And I'm going to flip over to verse 30. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And I'm actually going to yeah. read just a little commentary uh, from the from my study Bible man cuz it was too good not to.
0: And just so you know, he's got this all highlighted and stuff. So Come on. He's doing it. It's he's good. He's doing
1: it. It says the mention of woman who fears the uh, of women who fear the Lord at the end of this uh, long list of excellent qualities brings back the theme of the book of Proverbs stated in one seven. It reminds readers that this woman excels in her fear of the Lord, and therefore that she is a model of the character traits and wisdom taught throughout the book's thirty one chapters. The appearance of this woman's fear of the Lord at the end of this list is also a reminder that this quality is far more important than even the great skill or talents and is foundational to the wise and right use of all activities and skills. A godly woman may well have outcurved charm and beauty, but all of these are secondary to the importance of her godliness. Man, I never knew about a Proverbs woman prior to knowing the Lord, nor did I even desire one. To be honest with you, when I was living in the ways of the world, that was the last thing I wanted because that wasn't what I was seeking in a relationship, you know? Um, But, man, these are the things, the qualities that that I yearn for, that I desire um, in a woman, a a woman who knows the Lord and fears the Lord, a woman who prays. I even think about we've had multiple conversations, Carl and I, like even just being able to pray with your spouse, pray with the woman you're dating. I've never done that. Never had that experience in my life, going to church together, reading the word together. There's so many problems and broken marriages you see in this world today, you know, and some that even— Hit close to to home, not of just me, but but others out there. And it's like, man, that's that's where it starts is the foundation of a relationship not being built and established on the Lord. And something I've told Carl and he just reminded me of. But if I exercise patience in nothing else in my life, that is the area in my life in which I want to exercise the utmost patience and, and make sure that not only am I ready for this, but make sure that it's in God's timing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And man, I have a a lot to add to that. Um, and maybe even say some things and I, and I feel like probably the old guy with the antique blonde in my beard and, um, he liked that crock. I got it. That was good. (laughs) My mentor says that about his hair, but I mean, I, I just been married for going on 14 years in May. Uh, really hope that's right. That is right. I can do math.
1: You better make sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Check that, Carl. That's right, yeah. Hey, Google that. Yeah, Google Gosh. that real quick so go- you don't
1: get in trouble. Yeah,
0: good Good luck if the right answer comes back with Carl. <laughs> but, man, I have been blessed with a Proverbs 31 wife. Mm. And you can go back the the last episode, the picture that we put in there of us worshiping and just the way she's been with me through the thick and the thin of my mm. life. Um, and the way she handles things, the way that she respects me, the way that she um, <clears throat> yields to the spiritual authority that, that I'm walking in. It's a beautiful thing. And, and so I want to say a, th- a few things about maybe just straight to the point. And, and the scripture I'm going to use is Second Timothy 2. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. And, man just there's two main things i think that's important for you young men, older men, whatever whatever the stage is if you're in the dating game or two, three things. Number one, and and man, again, please know i'm not coming to you from a cultural standpoint and coming to you from a, a godly man, you know, godly man and biblical standpoint. If you're hearing this and you're you've come through the program or you're 18 or, or, or older when you date, you should be dating to find a wife,
1: mm.
0: right? The, the culture would say you should be dating to have sex with as many people as you can. Yeah. The Bible says that sex is amazing. Sex is a creation of God. The Bible talks about the gifts of the husband and wife's bodies in its proper context sex is not to be had outside of marriage the marriage bed now that might be hard i mean we're in 2022 and sex sells hamburgers so to hear me say this you probably are noticing the antique blonde now and you're probably thinking there maybe is a gut punch because maybe you had sex last night with your girlfriend. That doesn't change the truth of God's word. And, and, and when we talk about doing things God's way, I give this example all the time about me correcting my son because he's four and I'm 40 and I know more. I'm sorry, he's six and I'm 40. I know more. I have life experience. When I tell you that this is bad, it's going to hurt. It's going to end badly. I just know and I need him to hear me because I've got 40 years, bud. Yeah. <laughs> I know a little more than a six-year-old. And then God looking down with his instruction, he's got eternal years. He's been around forever, right? So little 40-year-olds need to understand that he knows more. And as he gives us this gift, man, there are emotional, psychological, physical things that happen in the marriage bed that are meant for the intertwining of souls, the mingling of souls to happen. And that's meant to happen with your spouse. <clears throat> so I think I, I just want to encourage you, not not that you, could, you can take back things that we've done. I'm, I'm not... Um, saying that I'm perfect. And I'm not saying that I did this perfectly. But when I'm walking in uh, a relationship with Christ, and that's what we're talking about, godly dating, godly men, mighty men of valor. Uh, our program only has men if you're just watching this for the first time. Otherwise, we'd, we'd have a female sitting in here talking about it as well. Yeah. So mainly our audience is, or, or our alumni are men. Uh, but the same goes for women. Man, be guarded against that. no. That God's created us to desire women, right? And so, if if you're going to be in situations that you could fall into sin, don't have boundaries up. Be wise. Talk with the person that you're beginning to date w- date with, because you're you're dating. Not saying that you're dating and that's going to be your wife, but you are dating her to see if this is your wife, if this is love. If this, you're dating her for a purpose, and you should let her know up front your desire is I'm not having sex until I'm uh, again, until I'm married until my wife, I want to share that moment with my wife for the next time I have sex. And, and man, I think a godly woman is going to revere that is going to respect that, is probably going to think that that's attractive. So even in having that conversation, I want to encourage you be careful of the situations you're going to be in. Number two or number three, I did um, dating for marriage. I talked about sex and number three here. Here's one that you, some of you might have a problem with. <clears throat> Maybe not. Um, If you are in a relationship that you're not married, but you're dating and your partner is not a believer, the Bible gives strong warning against that. Now, if you are married and your spouse is not a believer, that is a different story than what I'm saying. We could talk about that at a different time. This episode is godly dating. You should be dating someone who is a believer a uh, born-again believer in Christ. The Bible talks about this in the Old Testament New Testament. In the Old Testament talks about a lot of people that don't um, take this con- out of context and think that you shouldn't date people of a different race, but that's not what the Bible is talking about at all. It's talking about people of different faiths. And how do we know that? Because Jesus comes in the New Testament and talks about in Christ there's no Greek or Jew or male, male or female, whatever. We're all one in Christ. There's no race issue. It's faith issue. And it could be damaging to you in the future, your kids, your intermingling of souls that happens if they aren't that once you get married. So you should be dating someone who is a believer. And I know I'm just kind of like being the old man here, but I feel like this isn't taught, especially yeah. maybe to some of our guys who haven't been in church. And now that they're home, the first message they hear isn't going to be about godly dating, perhaps. Yeah. And so these are facts. These are biblical truths. These are things that God is saying. And man, go back and listen to the last two episodes about the sovereignty of God and trusting God, even if it doesn't make sense. Wait, everything says that I'm a man if I sleep with her and I have a body count and I have all this stuff. And wait, even my nature, and we talked about nature last week, my nature's drawn to do these things. I'm drawn to look at these images. Everything on the billboards that I go by at Hardee's or I go by whatever it is is stirring my sexuality towards it. And I just want to say that just because culture is saying it, man, it is not what God's word says. And just, man, press into the things that we're talking about. Call someone. Let's have further conversations because we don't have time to flesh all of this out right uh, right now. But know that what I'm telling you is from God and it's to to give you – uh, like fulfillment and, uh, have a lasting relationships and, and it's not to harm you and it's not to make you feel like you're an outcast of the culture. Although come out from among them and be these separate is our call from culture.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's big. And like you, you, you touched on it, you know, most of our audience or I don't know, but everybody who comes to our program is males. We're in all male facilities, So I'm sure a lot of the guys watching or a lot of people watching are males and just Like I said, making sure you're in a place in your life, man, where you know that you're in a a position to be a good steward of a relationship before even engaging, before even initiating, getting involved in a relationship. There were many times in my life where I knew I dang sure was not equipped to steward another life like i said but i still engaged mm. in that because it was my own selfishness that desired something from the relationship and making sure that man my intentions are genuine and like you said i'm i'm dating to find a wife not just dating because it feels good temporarily for sexual desires for feelings of, of, of assurance for companionship yeah, 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 yeah. and even or, or just to play house you know i didn't realize i've done that multiple times and it I didn't see nothing wrong with it. Well, if I'm going to marry this woman, I'm going to live with her before to make sure that it feels right to me.
0: Yeah. Can I jump in this? Absolutely. Because I mean, I don't want to just talk about things in theory form. Right. Right. And man, it is a, it is a fact that guys that come and are maybe listening to this and go home, they're going home to live with their girlfriend. Yeah. Now, man, and I know that there's now there's bills in both of your names. There's um, cars, there's maybe kids, there's work and who's borrowing this there. You've, you've, you're living as a married couple and yet you're not married. And here's what I'll tell you. And and men in love and, and with the understanding of how complicated this could be, because now all your bills are together, work, work, financial. If this is not a woman or a man, if you're watching, um, and you didn't like a female watching this, if, if your person that you're living with is not someone that you're wanting to marry and that you're not willing to marry now, move out. It's time to move out. Because it's something that, that Ryan said. He said, plain house. And that uh, that's what kind of made me think of this. Man, if I'm in a house with a woman <laughs> yeah. and, <it's>, uh, <laughs> and I'm not married to her and yet I'm living with her as a roommate, I just said earlier, escape from temptation and you living there and... and unmarried there's no way to escape that yeah as a man i know that there's no way to escape that and so either man commit to this woman you you if she's the one that you're going to marry marry her marry her and if she's not you're playing games you're and if she's not you're just you're not in you're you're not being a righteous man in the first place because she probably thinks she, you are wanting to marry her so sorry keep going
1: no, I, I've lost my train of thought where I was going with that, but yeah, man. Was I, it Justin I, Timberlake? I'm bringing sexy back. Oh gosh, he did that again before we started this episode. No, we, I we did not. we threw up. But I did. Not. Yeah, no, you know, I, I've been there. I, I've I've played house, quote unquote. And yeah, me too, man. It seemed right yeah. at the time. That that's what you logically do. But I realize now, like, the foundation of those relationships. Christ was never involved in any of it. And I feel like any solid foundation that's built on the rock of Christ notices and acknowledges how he has called us to date in a godly manner. And if I just completely don't even take any heed to that calling that he's called me not to shack up with another woman until I am married. Where is this going? I'm, I'm already disregarding how he's called me to, to engage in this relationship. Where else am I going to just slack and just say, oh, yeah, I know he doesn't say to have sex before marriage, yeah. but it's OK as well. And where, where does it end? Yeah, because then I'm putting myself in a position to continuously. The sin's not going to stop there. Then I have to violate a, a bunch of other things in this relationship that he's called me out of as well. So I learned that the hard way. Yeah, and, know, and I learned that the hard way.
0: Don't hear us shaming anyone. No, not right? at all. This isn't a shame this thing. This is what I've done. This isn't like, I'm not saying these things with the hopes that you feel convicted and just dirty. No, the Holy Spirit can convict you, but I can't. Now, But what I will say is that Christ Christ came to the sick, not the well. Mm. And so if you're hearing me, ta- I am speaking to you in this matter, but it's not to shame you. It's to call you out of it. And And man... The grace that's there, the, you know, don't don't allow this to be turned in on yourself and have woe is me. I'm just and get resentful and just say screw that. No, no, no. This is this is. Hey, if if you haven't heard these things before, or if they've been beaten over your brow and you've just rejected them, man, I'm saying this in love and like I, I have the saying, and because we have a lot of guys that are just so in love, and, and my saying is this, and I don't think I made it up. But if you want God to honor your relationship, you have to honor God in your relationship as opposed to doing things that he says he shouldn't do. Right. right? And so, man, what greater what greater gift the whole the whole picture of the gospel, the whole we are called like marriage is just a symbol of like we are the bride of Christ. Right. That's the that's the symbolism that's used in the Bible that talks about our um, relationship and how the gospel works is we are his bride, the bride of Christ. And it talks about men, um, you know, give yourselves to your wives as Christ die for your wife. I mean, it doesn't say die, but it says as Christ, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Well, Christ died for the church. Yeah. Women submit to your husbands. Well, what does that mean? Understand all that for marriage, but for dating right now, if you're dating someone who's not a believer, pray for them, invite them to church, and if they're not if they're unwilling and if, if it's getting time and time again man that's not a marriage you want to be in leave leave find a godly man there's some good ones out there none at this desk besides me but I'm taken that's today. right that's true but no honestly like Ryan like like Carl there's some it, and Travis. what's cool Travis Come well on. well Travis Come is in on. the room he's Big he's Trav. so he's doing our wednesday's words of encouragement Ooh. now Hope you like those. Shout we, out, Big we, we, we popped off one a uh, couple weeks ago, and you should have seen them every week since. I think there's three by the time. Oh, no, there'll be three tomorrow once the time this airs. So, yeah, I mean, there's some godly men out there. They look a little funny, right? That's right. <laughs> no, there's some cool men. There's some godly men out there. And I just encourage you, there's some godly women out there, too. There's some beautiful women. There's some godly women that love the Lord. Um, honor God in your relationships and he'll honor your relationships. Um, anything else you want to add to that? No. Just, I think we've been at about 25 minutes. No,
1: I think we're good. Just, you know, take heed to the instruction the Lord, the Lord, yeah. the Lord gives us within yeah. the context of relationships. I wasn't saying anything to shame or guilt to anybody. Yeah. I'm saying where I fell short yeah. every single time and the things that I did that always ended badly. You know, we talk about it in, in our lives of addiction, but even in my life with relationships, man, not only did I often seek relationships for the wrong things, but man, they were never built upon the principles of the Lord and how He calls us to live and engage in a godly relationship. And so I look forward to doing that someday.
0: Me too. Hey, that's godly biblical dating. And that's all I got.
1: Come on.